Welcome to the Gray Area Podcast. This is Mike Marks. This is Omar Salim. And this is Afro Dan. Reminding y'all that bad shit still happens in the U.S. of A. Yes, it does. Especially in Philadelphia, if you ask a certain uh, former president that can no longer be on social media. Ah, uh, so, salty as uh, shit, dickhead. Uh, salty. Should have <laughs> known better. Uh, yeah, but in Minnesota, things are pretty bad, though. Yeah. So currently. As in Monday. Uh, yeah, so George Floyd was murdered by Derek Chauvin, and they've been going through the dog and pony show for two weeks now, uh, trying to somehow prove he was innocent after we've all seen the video. It's amazing. Um, his defense team has gotten pretty uh, ridiculous at this point. They've, uh, I guess it's to the point where the, the They've attorney, run out of shit. Yeah, the attorney's legally obligated to put forth a considerate effort, no matter how asinine it sounds. A competent defense, if you will. Right. Because if he doesn't, then they can appeal, and that's the last thing we need is for him to just walk because he got a, a trash attorney. Right. Yeah, well, uh, he wouldn't walk, but, like, they could revisit it, and they could, you know, force it to go to trial again saying that he didn't have a competent defense. Although, if you've listened to anything his defense lawyer has said, I don't think he seems too competent, but I get that he's got to throw shit at the wall until something sticks. Yeah, I mean, there's no way to have a competent defense. We all sat there and watched, witnessed the murder. Like, we all watched the murder. Witnessed like, a murder. It's, it's amazing that we have having a trial for something tape. that we clearly saw. Like You, you know what I think it goes back to? It's like, people are so worried about the amendments and, like, what's constitutionally allowed and all this shit and it's like why are we still relying on a paper that was signed in like 1700 like 244 years ago bro like like, like the just, right to bear arms was like muskets bro like right yeah like just just let nicholas cage steal the shit already like come on but in all seriousness it it is uh alarming i guess that we still abide by those because you know when you're when you're looking at that shit it's like the things that they intended you know, trial by jury and all that stuff. Mm. They intended those things to make sure that, like, the government didn't overreach, that people weren't punished without, you know, actual evidence. But, like, they didn't have cameras back then. Right. And some things are just like, uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? Even conservative people that I know, when this happened, were like, you know, making excuses for why the dude did it, but they're like, but he's a piece of shit. It's like... I mean, we can agree that he's a piece of shit. We can agree that he murdered that man. Like, we can... Most people with common sense that have seen that video have come to the conclusion of fact that he murdered George Floyd. Whether that was an intentional murder or not, that man was effectively dead for three three more minutes after he died. George Floyd still had Derek Chauvin's knee on his neck for, like, three more minutes. He was already dead. Mm -hmm, Mm-mm-mm-mm. I I think is a I mean, hey, we talked about it. We don't have to we don't have to go in depth with that, but we do want to caution you guys because this is airing on Saturday. We're recording on Monday. Right. That we may receive breaking news. It wouldn't necessarily be breaking to you by the time you hear it, but they are deliberating in this case. Although there may not be a verdict until later this week, we'd wait to break it down until the next episode, unless we get the verdict tonight. In right. which case. It will be included in tonight's podcast or this afternoon's podcast. Right. Um, 
And, um, you know, the thing when you say the deliberating and just the idea of us having a trial for how many weeks has it been? What, four weeks or something like that? It, it feels like it's been four weeks. Yeah, and um, it's, it, it reminds me of the fact that these people who work in certain places for a certain amount of time understand what can be done, what can be said. When you're dealing with the rules and the laws, you have to understand how to sneak around them. Think about anybody. Yep. You know that you're not supposed to be late. You know, into work, but you know that you can get away with certain things. Can't wait for the video. Oh my god! <laughs> of course, Mike Marks is just staring a hole through me right now. Just, just because pause. I, just because I arrived five I minutes button. late, right? Hit a pause button for the podcast. Just because I arrived five minutes late for all my shifts doesn't mean that I'm bending the Bro, rules. Bro, you were here for like a half hour while me and Omar were going through the. Like you, you just so, sat downstairs, so, sliding DMs like that's no, bro. You that's, just, that's that's business. You tardy right now. You feel me? You were late. That's why the podcast First off, got started late. Back back at at my job, I ended up like at least three days out of the week. I would end up staying at least an extra hour after work anyway. So who cares? But about at your five job minutes? now. It, first of all, thirty five minutes, and you called me at five oh four to let me know you were on the way, which is four minutes after you clocked out. Or we're supposed to call. Don't hit me with the bullshit. You <laughs> could have been here. Anyway. But we, yeah, the, the point is we know that people know how to get away with certain things. Now imagine if your life is on the line. You're definitely going to try it. So, uh, you know, wait a minute. Is it something? Is, is Minnesota water, like, special or something? I don't know, man, because this is the same state where Philando Castile was murdered by exactly. police. Exactly. I, I have a theory that, like, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl in Minnesota just opened up like this black hole of just like despair. Listen, we can and bullshit. We can blame the Eagles for a lot of despair, <laughs> yeah. but we don't have to blame them for what's going on yeah, in Minnesota. Really? Uh, I don't know what it is though. Like, cause it's it just seems like every it seems like a culture. Yeah, they just systemically like, don't care. Yeah, yeah it's like, almost like it's it's ingrained in the society to act this way. Right. Like, I mean, think about it. If, if you're with a, a you know a group of people um, and it's considered a fraternal order. FOP stands for Fraternal Order of Police, if I'm not mistaken, right? And you have multiple situations in one place that are very similar in nature. It feels like people are trained or have this culture of doing it and knowing they can get away with it. And speaking of trainers that know how to get away with it. Uh, are we talking about Cap? What? Kimberly A. Potter? Yeah. Yeah. Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. Brooklyn Center, Minnesota. She's a trainer. Uh, on how to use uh, weapons. And also how to use less lethal force. How to use less lethal force. Gotcha. In other words, this person trains people how to be, be calm in situations and how to not use lethal force if you don't have to. Exactly. Which and is, you know, normally admirable because, you know, she has 26 years of experience. Oh, yeah. She's, she's, a, knows vet. She, oh, she's a vet. She knows what she's doing. Yeah. Absolutely. She knows everything. She's, she knows so much about the job, right, mm -hmm. that she was the trainer. And not just that, she's also the president, the president of the Brooklyn, of the Brooklyn Center yeah, Union, right? Police Union. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay, so she's she represents the only, entire department. So she's great, not good, but great. She, she's she does. exemplary. Got exemplary. She's, exemplary. She, she exemplifies a model officer. She is exactly who you want being in charge. She's the type of blue that theoretic, uh, theoretically you would want to back. Yeah, yeah the theoretically, except, in theory. Except, yeah, except. Last week... During a traffic stop. A traffic stop. For what? An air freshener? Yeah. Get an is, air freshener hanging? Which mm -hmm. is police talk for profiling. Yeah, mm -hmm. she she saw a black person ride. Well, somebody saw a black person ride by and they wanted to pull him over. Doesn't matter if it was her or someone else. 
there is definitely a problem with all of their police. But continue, Dan. So, uh, Kimberly Potter pulled over uh, Dante Wright. Rest in peace. So, this is, you know, not a real stop because it's, it's an air freshener. Like, it's, it's some bullshit. It's, it's used to try to find another crime. It's essentially how I believe the uh, Philadelphia police have basically just come out and said that they have gotten around stop and frisk. Yeah, that's basically all. This is just a way to circumvent direct stop and frisk. Mm-hmm. It's how uh, Army Lieutenant uh, Caron Nazario. Yeah. Yeah, was, I think the Caron. Yeah, Caron. What just happened yeah. to him? Mm-hmm. It's the same yeah, thing. During his illegal traffic stop. That's exactly what it was. But, yeah, so uh, they pulled him over for an air freshener. They ran his information, and he had an outstanding bench warrant. Now, it's important to know, and it's it's hard to, like, no, you don't know this during the stop, and that's one thing that we can kind of excuse the officers for, mm-hmm. is that they don't get to see, you know, the reason why there was a bench warrant. But the reason why there was a bench warrant, the the charge it was for is irrelevant in this, because one... Nothing's happening right here. Mm-hmm. It's a traffic stop. And two, it's for an accused crime, innocent until proven guilty. Ain't that what we say here? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. So, the bench warrant is because they had the wrong address on file. And he never got the notice. I didn't, like he didn't get the notice because COVID and slowing down the mail and everything. Is that right? Probably. Yeah. So you but would think that most people would like you know. It's important to know that now, mm-hmm. in the moment, the officers didn't know that. Right. But like, I hope the person that was in charge of inputting that information, I hope they know that they did that, and I hope that they have to live with that on their conscience. Because that's why he died. Right. Right. It's not the direct cause of why he died because he was stopped. And he had that, but had they not had that, they might not have had anything else to try to harass him for. Right. And my thing is, you know, as an officer, um, if I'm not mistaken, they pull you over, they run your tags and things like that, and they have your information. So if you try to run, I feel like... They already looked up that he had warrants. Yeah, so... They knew who he was. They didn't know where he lived, though. Right. I mean, but you can find that out. My thing is this. If he has warrants... I'm being being sarcastic. They knew where he lived. Why would you have to pull out the gun to begin with? I'm talking about police stoppages across the board. You know, I... Standard operating procedure. That's the thing that kills me. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would you have to pull a gun at every traffic stop? Why do you have to use the force? And these are things that escalate situations. Well, so they they get him out of the car. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, now he's out of the car. They get him, and they, they right, not she. They got him out of the car, right? So he's he's got his hands behind his back. Two and people, hands behind the back. Mm-hmm. They're they're getting ready to arrest him. He's twenty. He's scared. He tries to get back in the car, and flee, which yes, technically is resisting arrest. Mm-hmm. And that's just you know just usually a, another charge slapped on. It's not a felony, right? It's not even a felony. It's not even something that they consider one of the higher 
right. crimes. It's it is a crime, but like it's not. You know and, what I mean? And, and a lot of times when you plea out, they throw that out anyway. Right. The thing is, why pull out any weapon? You know what I'm saying? Like, well, that's a good so, question so because hold he, on, let's let's. I know where you're about to go. We're gonna get there in a second, though. Like, let's just finish what actually happened first before we get to the dumbass excuses and reasons that were given right. as to why this happened. Right. So, he tries to flee. It's clear that he's scared. Doesn't reach for any weapon or anything like that. Doesn't present a danger to himself or others. He's just trying to run to get away. He tries to get into the car to drive away. In comes Officer Kimberly A. Potter from the side of the vehicle. She's not the one involved in the arrest. Mm -hmm. She gets on the other side of of the officers with her gun out. Screams. Taser, 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 shoots one single bullet. Hmm. And it's important to note that in the video timestamp, there was about a three-second window between her drawing the weapon and firing it. So, one one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand. I can see what's in my hand. It's a yeah. phone. I can I have feel, my phone in front of me. I, can I feel what's in my hand. You know what I mean? Like, so <clears throat> let me make sure I got this clear though. So she wasn't the main officer doing the stop. She nope. came up after. Yep. Okay. Oh, by the way, any idea what she was? Was she doing anything special that day? Any special assignments while she was out there? She was actively training another unidentified officer. Mm. Oh yeah, he's gonna oh. want to. He or she is gonna want to remain, remain unidentified, unidentified after like being associated with this bullshit. Mm, so what is that? What, is it crazy to think that, you know, if you have a culture of people who don't mind killing people for no reason, like in front of their daughters and, and stuff like that in Minnesota? Orlando Castillo, I, by I, the way, I'm going to go ahead and think that you know she kind of was like, "This is how you guys do it." <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, that's what it sounds. That's what it smells like to me. Oh, this is how you do it. Taser, taser, taser. Oops, one, one single bullet. Mission accomplished. Now, you know what I'm it's, saying? it's also important to note, after she shot him, she said, oh, shit, I just shot him. Mm-hmm. It's also important As to she note. she knew to make sure she says that. It's also important to note that he was not, like, actually driving the vehicle. It's not like he was driving the vehicle towards, like, people and putting lives at risk. He didn't, right. get it, he didn't even get it into drive yet. Right. He was he was going like she already went for the weapon before he got a chance to do that. And I got what you said there too. I caught that. And I think you're right hundred percent. That's why I'm saying this. The fake surprise, the the yelling taser, 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 it all seems mm-hmm. intentional. Yeah. Because this is the model officer. She's this a, is the trainer. She's been doing this shit for 26, 26 years. year vet. She got clout. She's the president for the representative for the union. Come on now. She knows what she's doing. Come on now. Or she's so fucking incompetent that Boy, she's been carrying a gun for 26 years and doesn't know how much it weighs. Exactly. Bro, if you picked up someone else's phone, you know it was lying yours. next to yours. You would feel the different case, or even if it was a similar case, you'd be like, this doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. You'd look, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
If I'm at a party and I'm drinking Corona all night and my homie has a Heineken, I pick up his Heineken bottle by accident, reaching for it without looking, I'm going to know the difference. If I reach in my pocket and I need a dime and I grab a nickel, I'm going to know the difference. And it's a subtle difference between a dime and a nickel. You know what I mean? I'm going to know the difference. I've been handling change since I was... Yeah, at least 26 years. Come on. There you go. I know the difference uh, between an, a, a penny and a nickel. And go ahead. Make the joke, Dan. Make the joke. Can go I ahead. Get, you want to do it so bad. I see the, the <laughs> grin on your face. Go ahead. Oh, make the joke. Video's gonna be can, I get a, can I get a penny for your thoughts? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Yo, as a drummer, drumsticks come in sizes that are, you know, the difference by like a, a quarter of an ounce. I can tell the difference between one stick to another because I've been playing drums for like 26 years. If, so, you, if you go to your homie's house. Mm-hmm. And play a video game on the same console, and a button is bad. You know, or instantly. the stick the stick is drifting. You know something's wrong, bro. If your controller starts doing that, you know something's wrong. If I get drunk and drive home to my apartment complex, I'm gonna know which door I'm going to, and I go to the wrong one. See, it's a lot of as long as you, as long here. as you don't work a double, right? As long then you, as you, then you might go to your ex boyfriend's house and murder him. Exa- right, exactly. Only reason yeah. she got convicted is because she was off duty. Yeah, she got a hug from the judge and the brother, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, about. Anyway, we don't um, have to talk about that. There, there's yeah. a history. I guess what we get as a it, clearly <clears throat> a gun and a taser clearly does not weigh the same. Also, it's important to note that. Um, it's been officially verified that she had her taser on the left side of her body mm-hmm. and her service weapon on the right side of her body. Which is something she trains officers to do. Come on. So it's very important to note that she knows she's right-handed. She knows that her weapon is on her dominant side. She knows that that's not what she's supposed to be reaching for. She knows when she pulls it up and it's in her own view that it's not a taser. She knows that that trigger is metal and that trigger is not plastic when she pulls it and shoots him. She knows in that moment. But she also knew exactly what the fuck to say and do afterwards. Exactly, yo. She knows. There's plenty of movies that illustrate how how cops know how to move in order to get, get away with things. And you know what the next move was? The next move was resigning. Because that's what they all do because yep. it doesn't void their pension. Yep. It doesn't void because the pension. Because there should be a rule universally mm-hmm. that an officer under investigation cannot resign voluntarily mm-hmm. until the investigation is complete. And think about but it. That would involve holding officers accountable, and we can't have that. We cannot have that. We have to make sure that the 26-year vet gets her pension because her pension is going to be very important mm-hmm. when she doesn't have to buy commissary to get her meals. And once again, once you work somewhere for 25 years, you know all the rules, the ins and outs, the whole nine. Most people get tired of their job in 25 years. Typically, retiring from a job is 20 years. So when you're a vet, you're tired of your job, and you may potentially be racist against black people because that's what it seems like the culture of Minnesota police is, you know, because they're sitting here defending situations that are indefensible. They have an irrational fear of black at men. The, that, at the very least. So it's like, I'm tired of this, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get I'm going to get away with this. I, I really truly believe in my heart of hearts that she rode around and she had an opportunity to retire with a pension and kill a black person because she might be KKK on the low. And I say that because I'm not trying to be far-fetched. I say that because it is proven that there are a lot of police officers across the board in this nation who are still active KKK members. And uh, there is a documentary, the black dude that, that that got cool with the KKK. So there's a whole documentary. You can go on YouTube. The guy looks just like uh, uh, the dude from uh, Boondocks. Uh, 
Uncle Ruckus. Uncle Uncle Ru- <coughs> Uncle <Ruku's>. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Yeah, but no, it's a whole thing. So that's how I feel about it. You know what I'm saying? When you have a history of a system of policing where this type of stuff, like I said, the podcast, many podcasts ago, when George Floyd was murdered in front of all of us, it didn't surprise me because they whooped Rodney King's ass. And that, that was a big deal because it was the first time it was seen on video. And those cops didn't know that it was going to be on video. Now the, imagine what the was difference going down. is <sighs> Derek Chauvin looked right into the camera because they know that as the wife left it. George Floyd. Not like, just that, but the police actively protected the murder around him by preventing anyone from offering. That's aid. what I'm saying. Yo, and, and not not, not so fighting even, anybody so, off, but preventing anyone from trying to offer any. And many many people were saying, "Yo, stop! Let him breathe the whole nine. So he was well aware of what he was that doing. Sees it happening and is yelling at him to get off of him. A child, he doesn't care. And and keep in he mind, one of the defenses for for this nonsense is that he was suffering from you know heart issues and and a drug overdose. So, uh, heart issues are very serious. And you need to act immediately if there's any sort of signs of, you know, heart attack or uh, regular heartbeat or stroke or anything. That's not how he died, though. And that's been proven. Yeah. And in addition to that, I have, you know, three years of experience of dealing with uh, addiction and overdoses. I've seen over a dozen overdoses. I prevented each one from being fatal. I have actively, you know, performed CPR six times, saved all six people. So I can tell you what a drug overdose looks like. A drug overdose, some symptoms would be uh, someone sounding like they're snoring. Um, Almost like gargling without water. They would have a, a very reduced oxygen level. Typically, your oxygen level is supposed to be around 98%. Um, it really dips down below 90%. Um, another symptom is their skin gets extremely pale. They Cl- Clammy almost. Yeah. But their face and the back of their neck are just red hot. So, uh, there's, and, and hold they, on. There's one more thing. They will also start to change color. Mm. I don't care if they're black. I don't care if they're white. I don't care if they're Hispanic. I don't care if they're Asian. They will start to turn blue. So is it and, safe and to say? And they may also um, spit spit out from the mouth, whether it's bodily fluid or right. whatnot. So it, it'll be occasionally safe to convulsing say that. Cops are trained in CPR and trained in identifying overdoses. In fact, cops and react to overdose people call 911. There was no aid at all at any point in time by the officers. At any point in time. And listen, regardless of anything else that happened, he was dead for a solid like three minutes, George Floyd, while Derek Chauvin continued to, on camera, dig his knee into the back and, of George and the thing Floyd's is, neck. You know, I, from what people say all the time, you know when somebody dies, like when somebody's life leaves their body, like there's no more reaction, there's no more tensing, there's no, like if it's lifeless, you know this. So he he's a devil in my opinion, devil chauvin as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Evil. Um, and then you got, you know, uh, Kimberly A. Potter who thought she was a wizard and thought she can get it, thought she was smart enough to get away with this she, fucking situation. She, listen, she, just like the rest of us last year, mm-hmm. watched Derek Chauvin do that mm-hmm. and on. is convinced, just like the rest of us are, that she can get away. That he's gonna get off and that he's gonna get away like with Orlando Castile's murderer. You know what? We should look up how many murders you know police to, to unarmed people in Minnesota. You know went down. And then I'm just saying, I just feel like I just feel like the climate of Minnesota right now is just on some bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I, I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I think that 
the police feel like they're surrounded by liberals. You're right. And the right. police, especially after, like, the things happened and Minnesota. the protests happened. Yeah. Like, the police are just, like, very, very brutal towards the people who are protesting. Even even people who are just, just minding their business going past And in people cars. that just look different or people that look like, quote-unquote, to them, you know, criminals and gangbangers or the, whatever the case is. The like Minnesota Hispanics police are ready to fuck shit up. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure their mayor banned the use of tear gas, and then they still used the tear gas. They they have a bad problem with policing in Minnesota, from from George Floyd, you know, mm-hmm. Philando Castile, and now Dante Wright. Like it, it's it's clearly a problem, and and when people protest, it feels like their police take it personally. The things that they do, how they just start throwing tear gas at people and shooting them with rubber bullets. Like, mm-hmm. their go-to response to peaceful protesting was to use force. As as you see, because this happened in Philly, uh, Tom Wolf decided to just mobilize, like, 2,500 National Guardsmen to Philadelphia in preparation for a response to this. In preparation. Which is wild, because we don't even send troops like that to like foreign nations when we're actively fighting. We don't even send we don't even send troops like that to the fucking Capitol building while Tuh. people are trying to overthrow our government. Come on. Like the <laughs> so but the response to potentially black people are going to be upset is fucking nuts. It's let's call in more law enforcement. Like yeah, that's going to really ease up the tension, bringing yeah, in more cops. That? Like what How what? About How about we just hold one of them accountable? One for the first time ever, just hold one accountable. One. We just one. It's not justice for George Floyd because he's not going to get justice. He's dead. He doesn't come back from right. that. Right. Facts. Just one. Can we just, one, just one? Just just hold one accountable. And so that's then, a damn shame. when 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 he's held accountable, then you can hold two accountable, and you can you can arrest and charge Kimberly A. Potter for killing Dante Wright. Mm-hmm. You have to. So, I I think you said it best in one of our earlier episodes. If it happens once, it's an accident. If it happens twice, it's a coincidence. If it happens three times. It's a, it's pattern. a pattern. It's something up. It's something up with this, this is, Midwest situation, man. Because Minnesota, we we just got finished talking about that. Um, a few years back, rest in peace, Tamir Rice, Ohio, right? You know what I mean? So Midwest, and now thirteen-year-old Adam Toledo. It's it's Chicago. This it it does, and you know what's crazy? It doesn't matter where you are. Yeah, this shit happens in Philadelphia. Oh, Sean Bell, forty-something shots, New York. It happens in New York. Uh, Eric Garner, by the way, guess who Eric Garner's related to, or was related to? Who? The army lieutenant that got fucking racially profiled. No wonder he was fucking scared. Wow, see, that's yeah. crazy. That's that's ridiculous, man. And yeah, I mean, Eric Garner was his uncle, I believe. I believe it was his uncle. That's yes. ridiculous. I think by marriage somewhere, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't family. really matter. And, and you know what? As far as I'm concerned, all of them are related and, because that's how the police are looking at. But these we got more connections. They're all, right. There's more connections than just that because, like. We talked a lot about George Floyd, but George Floyd was Minnesota. Right. And George Floyd's girlfriend happens to work at a school. And guess whose school she worked at? And guess who she interacted with? Oh, no. Who? What? Dante Wright. Wow. Small fucking world, isn't it? Yeah, man. Not when you're a victim of police brutality. Yeah, dig that. Any and all. That's what, that's what they target, any and all. And like I said before, this is... This is the system working as expected. This is not a corrupt system. This is not a broken system. This is working exactly how it's intended to work. It's intended yeah. to oppress yeah. 
poor people and people of color. So yeah. you're telling me that an organization developed to catch slaves is racist? Of Question course mark? Not, of course not. And let me tell you all, it, it definitely affects the children. I have a 10-year-old client, and his name is Ray, very intelligent for 10 years old, and we were having a discussion, and he really has an issue with police. And it's so messed up because I have to tell him you should not walk around in fear of police. Because I often say you don't stop eating in fear of, in fear of choking. You have to keep going. And you may need a police officer some, someday. But ten year old, if a 10-year-old is smart enough to say, well, why, why, why this, that, and the third, come on. You understand what I'm saying? Like a 10-year-old knows and, what's going and on. And generally speaking, 10-year-olds aren't seeing people that look like them be murdered at the same rate. Generally speaking, that's right. It reminds me of something I saw a long time ago. It's an article basically saying sometimes the environment in which some people are in really messes with you. Like, think about going to school and you get off the subway, you have a dog that has to sniff a gun or a metal detector in your in your school. Or something that's very common. You go into the Chinese food store and there's nothing but huge plexiglass. You know what I mean? Like, they're expecting you to steal. Like, where, where's the trust that to begin with? To steal. They have bulletproof plexiglass. Like, but they got exactly. the bulletproof glass up. They expect you to steal and rob. They exactly. had the plexiglass up before COVID was a thing. Come on. Come on. And... And that's I, I intentional. Will, and I will say this, you know, to your point, Omar, um, when a, you know, a black child grows up seeing things like that, they're going to have that fear and animosity for right. police because, and something like that will cause them to have that reaction where they try Absolutely. to literally run for their life like a Dante Wright. Absolutely. And because they saw what happens. <laughs> right. Exactly. How about the little kid playing basketball, cop car coming down the street, he ducks behind it, the car. It's, that video is sad, but it's, it's reality. Super, it's sad, it's reality. Exactly. I, I, oh, that's the video where the, the, the cop like drove by and, and the kid was like super sad and she had to go and like console him. Uh, no, not not that one. The one with the kid was again, playing though, basketball outside. Sad. It's still sad, yeah, right? You see, you, see how, you see how insane it is that we're getting traumatic videos confused? Right. Yo, yeah, how about that? Yeah, so speaking of traumatic videos, <laughs> I, I don't recommend that you watch the shooting, the murder, as far as we're concerned. Of a 13-year-old. Who yeah. complied. So, like, like the first thing I want to say is, like, when these things happen, generally, people will say, well, such and such should have complied, right? But, like, there's instances, like, I don't know, Breonna Taylor, where, like, the person did nothing wrong and there was no chance to comply. Right. Right. Well, in this circumstance, there is this situation where these officers are dispatched or they're patrolling and they see two kids in an alleyway that look suspicious, whatever. Mm-hmm. They start to chase. They there's Apparently, they th- thought there was a gun, whatever. Yeah, it's basically, trying to say that because of some technology, they can detect when somebody shoots a gun. And uh, Adam Toledo, who was 13 years old, was in the car with a 21-year-old named, uh, I forget his main name, but Roman. And um, they pursued them because the shots were apparently fired. From that general direction? From that general, okay. general area. Facility. So, when we say this, none of that really matters. It doesn't. So, they get to the alleyway. They're going after these two kids. I say kids because 21 still a kid in my eyes. a child. It's not, it's not a fully formed adult, not a fully formed brain. That's not that's in, legally it's a, an adult. It's a child. It's a child. <laughs> 21 years still, old. Still impressionable enough to make dumb decisions Absolutely. based on what other people around them are doing. Absolutely. Um, some of us are older and a child because that, the insurance would be higher. A child because you know I me, mean, so many things they can't do at that age. I wonder why so you, you can still insure uh, someone who's not a minor up to that age. I wonder why. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. So it's still a child. Yeah, they're a child. Mm-hmm. 
the expectation is that they're still going to school Immature, and shit. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, 13 years old, running Baby. through the alleyway. <laughs> now, the, his, the dude's partner, uh, by the way, his name, because we don't want to leave, we want to say the names of the people that murder. Eric Stillman is the police officer that murdered Adam Toledo on camera. Mm-hmm. I stress again, on camera. So his partner, Eric Stillman, his partner, catches Roman, tackles him, like, immediately. He's subdued. Stillman goes on the chase. (coughs) Thanks. Stillman catches up to Toledo and screams at him to stop running. I'm paraphrasing. Tells him to stop where he's at. Show me your hands. Tells him to, sh- to see his. He wants to see his hands, and he wants him to turn around towards him. It's more like show me your fucking hands. Yeah, and I want to yeah. emphasize that because it's a child. It's, it's a child, and it's an act of hyper aggression by hyper-aggression. a public servant that should be in much more control of that situation and his emotions than he actually is. And, and the thing is, I'm cool with stop. Stop aggressively, yeah. but stop right fucking now. It's, yeah. it's like you said, hyper aggression. You know, this this isn't you know this isn't like some you know runaway felon from like Alcatraz that broke out that you know has like weapons galore, so or like hostages or some shit like that. It's a thirteen year old kid. Well, they thought he had a gun, and the officer already had his weapon ready. Mm-hmm. So Adam stops running, mm-hmm. which. That's that was one of the uh, commands. The verbal you know, directions. Yeah, yeah, I think. He, I think is the term. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, okay. He gave him the verbal direction to stop, and Adam Toledo stopped in his tracks. He also then said, uh, "Show me your effing hands." So then Adam Toledo turned around to face yeah. the officer. Yep. And had his hands up and showed him his hands. Yeah, he stopped like on a dime, like he's Shady McCoy, and right. just turned around and showed his hands, okay. like this. You can see it in the video. That there's nothing in his hands. Now, there's something important uh, on the Google report of ABC News. It says, initial reports claimed that Toledo, Adam Toledo, had a gun in his hands when he was shot. But the Cook County State's Attorney Office said those claims were false. Initial reports. That means those cops tried to say he had a gun. They did. They, they, they initially said he had a gun and that he pointed it towards them. Once again, knowing what to say in a situation where you know the rules of engagement. But here's the problem is when you know those rules of engagement, that's fine, except now... You're giving false statements. I, I, well, yeah, the eye in the sky is watching, and really mm-hmm. it's the eye on your vest. So, like, yep. you're wearing a body cam, and you know you have a body cam on. The body cam caught all that shit. So we, as the as the public, now have seen the video. And, again, I do not advise that you watch it. It is sensitive. Even the ones that are censored are, are sensitive. Don't. It's traumatic. It's traumatic. It's just it's, call it, it what it is. It's a child being murdered on camera. It's not something that anyone should have to see. But he complies. And it didn't matter because in that moment when he stopped on a dime, like he was told to do, Mm -hmm. it didn't matter because the second he turned around, he might have only been alive for two or three more seconds after that because immediately shots are fired and he's hit in the chest. Center mass. He's dead basically when he hits the ground. Now, the officer did call for EMS, but you can't. Like, if I go bust your window and then offer to pay for it, like, I'm not going to be viewed as a fucking hero if I get your window fixed. I fucking broke it. You feel me? Like, you can't create a problem to then clean it up and be the hero. That's not how that works. Like, even if Adam Toledo survived, which he didn't. 
even if he survived, that officer should be charged. Because not only did they do this on video, but then they lied about it. They said he didn't follow verbal direction. And like you said, Omar, he had, they said he had a gun. He didn't have a gun. Where? I ain't saying and, and and I hate to, you know, I hate to do this, but all right, let's just say that uh Ruben Roman um did actually shoot somebody, shoot at somebody, and they saw it. Let's just say they saw the flash from that direction and you chase these two kids down the street. At some point you can you know a thirteen year old kid, there's some big kids out here, but you still know that they're young. You can tell. You know what I mean? Whether they got he a hoodie big. on, he, he wasn't. Was, big. That, he I was, was like gonna get five six. Like I was going to get to that because I know some, I know some kids, thirteen, fourteen years old, who are like almost six foot yeah. and big, but you still can tell. And if, I mean, come on, man! I don't know too many thirteen year olds that move like a man. You know what I mean? So, what is going on with these people who sign up for these high risk jobs who are scared to be in these situations? Why are we allowing people to? carry guns if they're going to be scared. He said, why are we allowing people to claim to be trainers if they still Bro, cannot? Because the they don't flashlight want to, man. was on his face and flashing, Come disorienting on. him. Even if he had a gun, he wouldn't have known where to shoot it at. Exactly. He was effectively subdued at that point, even if he had a weapon. And I'm not saying that he couldn't aim it down, but then you have that extra time where he doesn't see where you're at to ascertain the situation. Look, have to understand does he have that. a gun? Because when I watched the video for the first time, I saw it the first time that he didn't have a gun. Right. Right. The first time I watched it. And, and it's in motion. And that was in like Tetris 240p vision. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like the, the body cam footage is not full HD quality. Right. And it's, it's not like it was like some half glitch street light. Like he has his bright ass police flashlight shining directly on his body. If y'all Google it and just look at the still photos, you see this kid's hands up and it's bright because the light is shining on his hands. And, and that image is clear, clear and the video is not. So right. I, I just want to point out that like that was on the screen for long enough to get a clear image. Right, and for clarity, y'all, if you're a human being looking at someone and it's dark outside, it does not look like the video. It's not like watching a black and white television show and thinking that 1950 it was really black and white. Your visual. Like, the point is, if it was clear enough for us to see it on video, it was obviously clear enough for the officer to see it in live, real life. Because then again, did the officer have glasses on? Why would you have an officer who can't see? You know what I mean? Who's carrying a gun? So at, there's there's working nothing at night. working at night. So at, at and, some and, point and, there's culpability. And on top of that, I've, I've read part of an article that says something about the officer didn't have any place to duck or hide. And so why are you pursuing this situation? You got to protect yourself. If if the whole thing is about protecting yourself, why would you chase? A, why would you chase someone down a dark alley that potentially has a gun? You feel what I'm saying? That's my thing. Now if you're yelling freeze, 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 what do you want them to do? You want them to stop and freeze, and that's exactly what happened. Now it's different if. Somebody, if you know that somebody shot somebody and they're running from you, right, and you sell freeze, 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 and they don't, and then they whip around and you have no flashlight or whatever the case is. In that case, I could potentially see, you know what I mean, some room we for don't, We don't need to talk about the what don't. ifs. We know what happened exactly. and it wasn't warranted. Exactly, again. exactly. It wasn't warranted exactly. and, and you have a guy in custody. Like, if you press one dude long enough, especially someone that young, he's probably going to tell another one. Come on. So the system is flawed or is working exactly the way it's supposed to, like Dan said. If you if you look at it from a logical perspective, it's not working at all. But if you look at it 
from what you're from what you're right. saying. It, if right. you look at it from the perspective of like, well, what was it based off of? What it, what was it intended to do? Right, right. It it Who, does that. Who's taking advantage of these situations? Who's so who's benefiting from the Thirteenth Amendment? System. Right, mm-hmm. is is the amendment that basically says slavery is illegal, but you can still do it if someone's been convicted of a crime. Exactly. And then you have the the courts feeding mass feeding mm-hmm. the, the prison systems and with with young black people and then giving them a record and then putting them through the the spin cycle and right back rinse and repeat but then that's where you get the free labor basically mm-hmm. so like they're they profit the for pro- oh, profit oh, yeah. yeah sometimes the for profit prisons yeah sometimes those phone calls you get are actual prisoner well, so I mean? so the police i mean think about it tra- traditionally historically it's been oh they make license plates Oh yeah, I mean, like, yeah, so but but they but they also like self sustain. So like the prisoners will, and a lot of prisons like make the clothes, yep. make the boots, yep. make make you know what I mean. They they serve the food. Like yep. they, it's less people you have to pay to work. So like it, they make they generate money just by having the inmates there. Because mm-hmm. then, if it costs less to produce the stuff, you still have to produce it. The money still comes in from the state or the feds or whoever it is. You know what I mean? So All right, and think about this: if I'm making, if I'm if I'm a food manufacturer and I have a whole bunch of bullshit ingredients and I need to sell the leftovers or whatever, the crap, the scrap, and hot just dogs. maximize hot dogs, whatever, scrapple, uh, uh, bullshit, honey bun, whatever. Who am I going to sell it to? Nobody cares about prisoners. That's the mindset they try to create. They're not humans. They're criminals. They're criminals. If you There's, if you if you see what what they eat, they're like the 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 dietary requirements from like the state. Mm-hmm. The the so Afro Dan and I have worked at a. Um, like a rehab center, halfway house type situation. I was there for about six years. He was there for a couple of years. Um, when I got there, the food that they got for the residents was through Aramark. And they got the quote-unquote institutional grade hmm. food. Now, you weren't there for this. You were there for the tail end of the other place that they got, which wasn't great either. But Aramark does a lot of prisons. And the institutional grade food is disgusting, to say the least. There are people who would not feed that to their pets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and I say that to say, to your point, who else is going to eat this shit? Right. The, the regulations, the diet, like, these dudes were eating potatoes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Like, the same fucking boiled potato. Come on, man. That's wild. Like, it, it just was served a different way. Like, hash browns in the morning. Mm-hmm. But they were all trash, trash browns, if you will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. And then they then they got fucking uh, mashed potatoes for fucking for lunch, and then for dinner, you know, it, it was fucking you know sliced potatoes, right. like scalloped potatoes. But it was the same fucking hash browns they had for breakfast, right. like. It, like, it wasn't even remade. Like, they just fucking heated them up and brought them back. Like, but More profiting. like fucking rehash browns. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody is profiting from, you know what I mean? So There's if, a lot of profit. If I'm that company, I want prisoners in prison. Listen, when, when, I saw, when, I, when I saw the difference when they got the second place, which started out really good, they upped how much they were spending per meal. They were able to secure some funding by taking advantage of some tax laws and shit. Uh, was a nonprofit organization, but they were able to do that, secure some more money. They got uh, a contract with a better provider. Now, at first, their food was a higher quality, but that's how every restaurant is. At first, it's really good, then, like, one of the mm-hmm. chefs leaves and it falls. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and then uh, when they got that, the food quality was like, it was like $2.30 a meal. Yo, the difference in food quality from what they got 
for like a dollar fifty a meal mm-hmm. to like two dollars and thirty cents was astounding the difference they were able to to make in that price range. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's 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 just the entire prison the worst system of the worst to to you know from every aspect of it. Like in another aspect of of the prison system that's very hurtful to humanity is the fact that no one should be alone in solitary confinement. No one should be doing twenty three and one. And if you go on any anything on online, YouTube and Netflix, they have plenty of documentaries that talk about this. And it has nothing to do with any type of race or whatever. But if you're isolated and by yourself, you tend to go quote unquote crazy, for lack of a better term. Well, no, you and just develop notice. mental health conditions. Yeah, like that's if, that's if proven. You, yeah, it's proven. That's yeah, exactly. If, if you spend like two weeks in solitary, come on, man, you are like guaranteed, like one hundred percent, going to come out of that with some type of mental illness that you yep. didn't necessarily go in there with. Exactly. And then, okay, that's just the extreme of what can happen when you're in prison. Then you become institutionalized, and then you also are in criminal college. You know what I mean? So a lot of people go right back. So to bring it all full circle, the system as a whole, if you do any history, you don't have to believe us, take our word for it, or nothing like that. If you do the history of why policing started, ask yourself why are bagpipes played at funerals because there's a, a heavy Irish influence with the police because the Irish were hated by Europeans and they were given difficult jobs like police and fire, dangerous jobs and things like that. And early on, it was, you know, catching slaves and they're protecting and serving. It's protecting, you know, rich people's, you know, property and things like that. Uh, so just do the history. And then when you look at modern day policing, think about the video of the New York police officer talking about something. You know what? If they need us, don't respond. You know, we, we got to show that this, the, the city needs us and we don't need Oh, them. that dude from so, New York? From, from New York. Yeah, so give it, it sounds they, like one of those trash-ass Trump commercials. That's talk, what I'm saying. Where somebody's You're, getting, like, robbed and the fucking 911 so the call police, goes to voicemail. Yeah. It, it, facts, though. But, like, he was really like, fuck the city, let it burn. Like, yeah, you really care so much about it that you're... That's what I'm saying. Someone was like, yo, hold police accountable. And you were like, yeah, well, we're just going to let the city burn down. Like, bro, right. what? And, and think about the history <laughs> and the the the, uh, the uh, stereotype of the LAPD and the NYPD. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is historical. People know that these... Stop and frisk. Stop and frisk is crazy. And think about... You know, the stigma against Crips and Bloods, but if you do the history, the reason they started is because they got tired of the cops whooping yep. on their ass. Look at movies like Mississippi Burning or any movie that deals with Jim Crow era down south and getting pulled over by a police officer in a sundown town meant your life. So yeah. that's, and that wasn't that long ago. That's tradition. <laughs> yeah, like, you can you can see it now in Philly. Like, if you're in Philadelphia, go drive to Route 1 off of 76. Mm-hmm. So there is a there's a billboard up currently, and it it's from this ultra right wing nut job group that blindly pro police, and it says Democrats think criminals are victims, and Republicans think criminals are criminals. It's just dehumanizing people, right? Because it's like so there there are a good amount of that. people that are incarcerated. Cri- no, that are bro. But just think of the wording of it though. Criminals are criminals, like. That's not what, like, when you hear that, so you, what it means is, convi- like, what it actually means is people who are convicted of crime mm-hmm. and are, are just criminals are for criminals. Life. No, no, but, but even if you're applying logic to this, just bear with me for a second. They're criminals, right? And then they are thought of as criminals afterwards, which mm-hmm. is what you're saying. All right? That's criminals are criminals, mm-hmm. right? Criminals are cr- How do you know, like, half these people getting killed by police don't have a record? Come on. How how are they criminals? Come and on. and if you're like, well, they were doing this, but like 
everyone's innocent until proven guilty in this country. And if you murder somebody before they go to trial, guess what you can't do? I wonder Prove what, them guilty. I guess wonder what, what? Even if people are proven guilty and given the death penalty, it doesn't happen right away. They, right. they have time to appeal. Right. And, it, and it's wild because I wonder what happens if one of those right-wing politicians' kids got caught with the pills they took out of the medicine cabinet, took it to school, and sold them like... Or if they don't they want to view them as criminals. Matt they, Gates. Like these are the same people who don't have children in, in public. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> these are the same people who don't have children in public schools, same people who don't have the children in the military, same people who don't have, don't have their children doing a lot of things, but they'll turn around and, and expect, you know what I mean, uh, a cop to shoot. That's, I'm, I'm, that's yeah. how I'm feeling right now. I, I, I'm I, feeling like the KKK is running a lot of this right now, and these cops know they can get away with it, and it's modern-day lynching. And they, once again, know they can get the fuck away with it. Well, I'm glad you brought up kids and being affected by this because Governor Cuomo recently said on CNN that the only way people are going to actually push for police reform is if these things start happening to white kids. And, of course, you know that sent right-wing land into a hell storm. So, so here, here's the thing, though. Like, let's look <clears throat> at this objectively. Like, no, they're not. Like, I get his sentiment. But no, they're not because, like, Sandy Hook Elementary, right? Some mentally deranged fucking dude goes in there and shoots a bunch of kids. And the needle of gun control moved, like, in the opposite direction. Like, mm-hmm. that we need more guns. Yeah. Like, give the it, teachers guns. Yeah. yeah, get the kids bulletproof backpacks. Yeah, that, the, the, the solution <laughs> is to get bulletproof backpacks and give the teachers guns. Maybe the solution is what they did to black schools, which is just putting metal detectors everywhere. Yeah, well, right. you, well, you know what? No, they, well, they did that to all the, all the schools now. But uh, too, too many white schools were having their, their own students come in with weapons. Um and it's still happening. Like, we went, like, a full year without a mass shooting in a school. And then, like, when school started, like, immediately fucking school shootings. Like, yeah, look at us, America. Fuck yeah. It's like, welcome like, back. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, it, it's crazy. But, like, there was no movement of the gun control in that direction. So, like, even I get what you're saying, but, like, there's no chance of Republicans ever giving up on gun control. Fucking, uh, uh. There was literally a fucking power outage for like a week in Texas while people were freezing to death and Ted Cruz left the country. He fleed to Mexico and and <laughs> no one asked him a fucking question about that. But then there was a fucking mass shooting and this man had every fucking opinion on how the fucking Democrats need to stop right. the song and dance. Right. The, the Republicans will never, ever, ever change their mind on weapons. Yeah. And they will continue to blame black people for all the murders, including the police ones. Because instead of taking accountability, everybody's like, if they passed gun control laws and took guns back from people, people are like, well, my my American right, my Second Amendment right. Like, bro, if you're scared the government's going to come take your fucking gun back, they shouldn't have fucking gave it to you. Yeah. Facts. Plus, let's, let's be real. If the government really wanted to just rescind rights, there is almost nothing any normal citizen would be able to do about it. As we've seen with, you know, the, the Patriot Act after 9-11 and all this shit. Yeah, which, in case you're wondering, gave the government access to roving wiretaps. Which means all they have to do is, quote-unquote, suspect a drug dealer of being involved in terrorism, and they can perpetually tap their phone over and over again. Mm-hmm. Because they suspect, and under the Patriot Act, they're allowed to do that. It, it, there's there's a lot of crazy shit that goes on in this country. 
the, the Patriot Act making roving wiretaps illegal. Basically, like, if I got a whole new phone, you don't have to get another warrant to fucking just listen right in and check my call records and shit. You could just do it because you have that first warrant. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. And people are all like, oh, the government's, you know, microchips in the in the vaccine. But, like, bro, you carry your phone everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. What oh, so you what mean it's the smartphone? I mean, since I got my vaccine, my service has been great. I'm sure that's not a coincidence. Nah, but you talking about the phone that you log in with your fingerprint? Yeah. Oh, all right. It has GPS tracking on right now? Yeah. I also have Afrometric, so I actually have to, like, this is how I unlock it, just. Touch it, touch it to your forehead. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Afrometrics. You should be incredibly grateful that this is not on video yet. Yeah, man. Oh my goodness. I mean, we can make a video and post Damn, it on the I, podcast. Please. I made it all the way through. I'm giving you another one for good measure. What the hell? It's playing all the way through too. The, the braces ass moon creek is talking about blue lives matter. Nah, I ain't hear that shit. Oh man, it's it, you know it's crazy. The other day I, I'm walking down the street and I saw this pickup truck that had like back to blue Trump supporter and all that type of stuff on there. And I say that to say that a lot of people actually get off on this stuff. And people sit home and watch the news and they watch another person get shot and they will sit there. And I'm sure they're sitting there saying, "Well, I wonder what he did or he probably deserved it. He probably had a gun." I mean, and, and ever since uh, Orange was you know running running things, and even though he's still out of here, clearly. His base still feels the same way. We had the shut up and dribbles. We had people getting they're shot just, in the back. They're just seven a little times. more quiet about it. That's just, all. Just a touch. Just a touch. And, and, but I'm sure they're very loud amongst each other, and continue to move forward. The, the, you know the mindset that they have. That's that's apparent, and it's it's crazy because people will say things like. Uh, Believe, believe her, right? For example, that's that's a catchphrase, a slogan. But where's that when? And I'm not trying to compare the two, and I'll get to a point with that too, as far as comparing things. But where's that when it's like black people, you know, report or anybody reports, hey, yo, police are harassing me. You know, you can't go to a police station and say, hey, I want to file a report. They they just won't do it. Somebody did a, a, a down Miami in Florida. He went around to various police stations and said, I want to file a report against so-and-so police officers. And we talked about this oh, yeah. I've a seen long the, I've time seen ago. Video, yeah. yeah, That was a long time ago, and it won't happen. So they protect each other. Um, but think about this. Um, between, like, Believe Her, um, Stop Asian Hate, these are also tools to divide all of us. Because I feel like it should be Stop Hate. And I get that we have a highlight because of things that, that, that have happened with Asians recently. But Ben Baller, who is an Asian who makes jewelry and things like that, he was like, it's a bunch of hypocrisy. You know what I mean? And I don't want to go too deep into it because the whole point is we should stop hate in general. But we do have to remember when things were happening with black people, where was the, the love for black people from Asians at that at that time? Not to say that it wasn't there because I think on the one-to-one it was. I, I'm talking about mainstream media and how they push things. They push things for us to be divided. You know what I mean? We mention this all the time. It's a system issue with cops. We know that white people get pulled over and beat up and stuff like that too. But if they show us that on the news in the mainstream media, then white people will have a problem with it. There you go. And, and like Tony Tempa right. was murdered. No fucking accountability. There you go. Ryan Whitaker was murdered. Mm-hmm. No fucking accountability. And for, for every, you know, George Floyd that we see, there is a Ryan Whitaker. There is a Tony yeah, Tempa. Yeah, but the is. problem is we don't get to see that without like digging and finding that information Absolutely. because you have to know the name of the person that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. It's it's only going to be like on the far reaches of the internet unless 
you live in that area because it's local news, mm-hmm. but it doesn't quite make it to the major media platforms. So it's not being broadcast around the nation because Fox News would never dare fuck the agenda up of, of their sponsors by promoting exactly. that that's happened. Like they exactly. would lose all their viewers today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we know that people know that mainstream media media perpetuates a lot of nonsense because when the uh, that piece of shit killed that child. And people saying, oh, there's no, you know, nobody's saying justice for. You talking about Eric Stillman? Yeah. No, no, no. no. How about that? Yeah. Him too. But that the black guy that killed the white kid. And people were saying. Oh, yeah. Just, justice for Cannon. They were right. co-opting the fucking the but, hashtag. But they okay, tried Shannon, to use Shannon. mainstream media to perpetuate a narrative that was not true. So we know that it works when they push some bullshit. And, and I, I really feel like even with this, you know, Bro, the, 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 the case. Do you know what the craziest shit is? Mm-hmm. And this just kind of popped in my head. And just goes to fucking further your point, though. We all remember Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Right. The murderer. Right. The guy who shot people in the middle of the street on camera. Right. Who illegally possessed a gun out of state. Right. And was a minor. Mm-hmm. That that one. The one that was people were buying him beers and taking pictures with him. Yep. Including some of the police officers and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, speaking of police officers and doing things way worse than taking pictures with him, there's like a GoFundMe for him. Well, I, don't, oh, yeah, I, 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 I saw this article. I don't, I, I, it's one of those crowd... Funding pages, I forget which one. Irrelevant. But somebody like hacked in and like saw where the payments were coming from and it was like mostly police officers. Like from around the country donating to this dude's GoFundMe. Come on, man. And that's what that's they're literally on, supporting man. an actual criminal or someone that they should call a criminal, mm-hmm. but then they support him but dehumanize black people that they call criminals. And that's the thing, when they say criminals are criminals. They mean black people are criminals. Exactly. You got to read between the lines. Exactly. And uh, with that being said, <laughs> pretty much, Omar's <laughs> looking at me like that was good. That was a good yeah. segue. Let's. Yeah. With that being said, this has been the Gray Area Podcast, and hopefully, hopefully next week when we come back, we can talk about a guilty verdict for Derek Chauvin. And hopefully, ain't talking about these. Because if not, I think the country is going to have a rough time with this one. It's not going to be like anything we've ever seen before. I agree. And I'm just hoping and praying that that we can't get justice for him. But maybe we We can can get get some accountability. Yeah. Yeah. So for the Gray Area Podcast, this has been Mike Marks. Omar Salim. This is Afro Dan. Peace.